your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, and joining me on the Friday episodes, like he has been most of the offseason, uh, Mr. Shaggy Von Doon himself, Kyle Sullivan. How's it going today, Kyle? Living the dream and can't wait to wake up. <laughs> uh, well, welcome aboard once again. Um, and today on the, today's episode, we will be discussing uh, three players who need to step up. And if you listen to yesterday's episode, um, I did uh, three players who uh, can't wait to hit the ice. So go listen to that episode. And then today bring Kylan and we'll talk about three players who not necessarily are, are trending downward, but uh, three guys that need to take last year and prove on it or uh, have maybe a bigger role with the team um, or just maybe need to establish some sort of identity. So we'll talk about that uh, with the NFL back in action, which is going on right now. Uh, and that shows you how much Kyle and I really care about the NFL because the the opening game is going on and we're recording a podcast during it. So, I mean, maybe if it was the Broncos playing, I wouldn't be doing this right now. But um, that's the difference for us. Like, if it doesn't matter what hockey game is on, I can watch it. But uh, I'm very selective on my NFL watching. But the NFL is a monster and it is a powerhouse. Not that the NHL can get to that level, but... What does the NHL have to do to at least improve and kind of get more fans behind it on a casual level? I talked a little bit about it when uh, John Butchacross was on last week, <clears throat> but now that but we didn't really talk about comparing it to the NFL or anything like that. Uh, but Kyle and I will will do that. Is there an, an increase coming for the NHL in some capacity? And then we'll wrap it up with: Is there another jersey on the horizon for the Colorado Avalanche? And is that a good or a bad thing? Yeah, Kyle has no more room. <laughs> so I, I think he's hoping no. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Kyle's wall of awesome is behind him. So he, he's going to have to take something down. I vote. I think that's a devil's jersey off off to your uh, yeah. left side. Yeah, so we'll get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. yeah. Uh, first things first, follow the show on social media, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Well, on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for doing that. Yes. Hello. <laughs> um, and definitely check out locked on NHL as we are wrapping up our top 50 players, uh, in the NHL and, uh, avalanche made the top 50. And specifically, two of them in the top 10. So uh, that's coming out, I think, tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on in the lockdown world and uh, with a season right around the corner. Uh, can't wait. So, all right. Want to mention also uh, the one and only Peter McNabb was uh, golf claps, stick taps around, uh, entered into the, the United States Hockey Hall of Fame. And uh, I guess one of those things where it's like, I thought he was already, or just assumed he was already. 
um, but he is not, and now he is. So uh, congratulations to him. Yeah, he's, I mean, I guess we could say that we're biased, and he's, I think, one of the best color commentators on there, but just a guy that just seems to absolutely love the game of hockey and has no intentions on retiring just because he loves being around it. If he does retire, you know that he would stay involved in hockey in some capacity. Um, I love listening to the guy call a game and I'm sure you do too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he was one of those figures that stood out to me when I was young. Cause for those younger kids back in the day, we used to get championship VHS tapes of like the yes. 96 and Oh one uh, cup run. And it always stood out to me, his uh, enthusiasm and love talking about the game. Cause Peter's been there ever since the inception of the team. He came from New Jersey and he's been with the avalanche ever since. And, I remember him talking about those 96 and 01 cup teams on my VHS tapes and his enthusiasm always just resonated with me. I'm always mad because uh, I, I, maybe they do it. I don't know if they do it anymore, but whenever a team won a championship sports illustrated would come out with a special to get you to, to, you know, subscribe for the year. And it was always uh, a video like a watch or something like that. The a football book. phone, the football phone. Did, did they have that? Logo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, but they always had like a, a leather like book that yeah. was very small. That was like the year in review. And I always re-upped when um, the Broncos won. So I have all yeah. that Bronco stuff and I never did it for the avalanche, but I can imagine that he's on those videos. It's just awesome to reminisce and listen. Yeah. He's got a great voice and he, he knows the game well. Um, and he, you can tell like, yeah, he, he, I mean, he's, he's a homer cause he's an avalanche fan. So like, he's going to call the game, but when somebody does something amazing on the ice, he throws it out the window and he gives people like fair due. And, and he, he knows who the superstars are, the superstars, and he likes watching them. Sure. He gets upset when, you know, the avalanche lose. If you saw in the playoffs, <clears throat> cause when, when the playoffs come around, he goes to radio with Connor McGahee. And I think it was, I think it was the second game against Vegas when the Avalanche won. Uh, that was overtime, wasn't it? Was game two an overtime win? I, I, I God, I, I want to say that it was against Vegas. Yeah. And and they have the video, and McGahey is going crazy, and McNabb is standing next to him, just so like stoic gives a couple claps and just puts his hands back in his pocket, has a smile on his face, but he's seen so much. He's been yeah. around forever, and, but it doesn't take away from the love he has for the game. So yeah. uh, a big congratulations to him. So, and I look forward to another year and many years ahead of him calling avalanche games. So we're lucky to have him behind the mic for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Got to play all those years in Boston with uh, Bobby. Yeah. Moore, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> We're going to get into a couple of the players that McNabb's going to be calling for this season. And uh, like I said, listen to yesterday's episode where I get into three guys who uh, probably can't wait to hit the ice because they have something to prove going into the season. And this year, uh, three guys who really need to step it up and and get to the next level. Uh, and one of the guys you have is going to be interesting, but not that he's not <laughs> at a next level already, but if you're saying he's got to take it to even another level, I get it. I get where you're coming from with him. So, um, so I'll throw th- my three guys out there. We'll discuss them. Then we'll get to your three guys. But for me, um, I think, you know, right off the bat, everyone's going to say JT Confer. clearly. 
Um, so I have Comfer, I have Alex Newhook, and I have Andre Burakovsky. And again, this isn't to say that these, you know, these guys are, are, are coming off of bad seasons. Clearly, Burakovsky is not coming off of a bad season. He's coming off of a good season. Is he coming off a great season? No. And he's capable of having a great season. And he needs to do that. Uh, I have said so many times, you've been on the show, and we've talked about it, just talking to Avalanche Circles, you're concerned about the depth. Yeah. Uh, not that they don't have it, but because it's not as deep as it was last year. So if you have concern there, you might need to lean a little bit heavier on those top six guys. He's clearly in that. He he just needs to be more consistent, I feel, uh, yeah. and not have those. And, and that's going to happen in an 82-game season where you're going to have ebbs and flows. I get that. He's got to try to minimize it as quickly as possible. If he goes three games where he's got nothing, he's got to bust his butt to get a two- or three-point uh, game together to get off of that schneid and and get back on track. He's definitely capable of doing it. But I think Burakovsky, he's a good fit for this team. I like him for this team. But I think, uh, you know, he just the he needs to be – that guy outside of the big three on the offensive side um, that people are as fearful of when the second line comes out. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's one of those when he's on, he's on. I mean, it's the tale as old as time. We've said it a hundred thousand times when Berkey's on, he's on. But when he gets up, when he gets in his head, that's when he um, just goes invisible. And as long as we could just, as long as Berkey can stay out of his head and continue just, being the incredible talent that we got him for, I think he's going to be great. And this is his year to prove it. Um, yeah, yeah, he needs to be more consistent going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. I like, it just seems like every goal he scores is just like beautiful. Yeah. Which is nice. Fine. Yeah. Like everything, it, it, it looks good, but get some of those scrappy goals where like, it doesn't matter that it looks ugly. It just, all yeah. that matters is, you know, a one goes up on the scoreboard. Um, for Comfer, I think that just goes without saying, we've been saying this for how many years in a row, yeah. the, the, the talent is there. The, the possibilities are there for him. Uh, he needs to put it together. I mean, we talk about consistency with Burkowski, you know, that, that is that cup at the run is over for, uh, JT Comfer. He, he does, he needs to be a lot more, uh, consistent because again, he's a guy that's comfortable in the system. He's been around long enough where, you know, they know what's what is expected of him and he needs to produce at a at a higher level because, you know, if he's going to be on that bottom six, he should be the best player on the ice and on, on the bottom six. In, in my opinion, I think, you know, training wheels have been off for a, a, more than enough time for him uh, where he should really start producing at a, at a better level than what he has on a more consistent basis. Yeah, uh, especially with the skill set that the one Jimothy Timothy Comfer has. Um, mm. he If he would just be more consistent, he wouldn't watch fellow linemates like Jost jump to that first line when Nate was out. There he has go. that potential to make that jump. Um, he has a role. He plays it well, but he needs to show up on the score sheet just a little bit more or add that extra pass or have that little bit more defensive grit. Um he has so many things that he can do and he needs to get out of cruise control at this point. Yeah. I, I think like uh, when he, when he's having a good game, it, he's great to watch. 
Mm-hmm. He really is. Like he can put together a good game. Um, and I've said many times, wasn't maybe true this past postseason, but who really did? I I always thought he kind of stepped it up more in the postseason. Yeah. Um, so do do that, but in the regular season. So yeah. uh and I like him. I really I I was happy the Kraken didn't take him. Yeah. Um, because I I really like JT Comfort. I think he has a good attitude. I think he works hard. Um, and if you were doing things that you know didn't show up on on the stat sheet, okay. But I don't like I don't get that impression sometimes. Like he, he's not the guy that's going to go you know go throw his body around all that much, which is fine. If you're not going to do that, like I just like to see a little bit more scoring out of him because he's capable of doing that. So, yeah. um, and then finally, Alex Newhook, just for the simple fact of we need someone of his caliber. Um, and someone in the youth movement to, to really just step it up and, yeah. and, and be that guy to come in, stake your claim into, you know, say I'm on the second line and I'm not letting this thing go and be one of those guys that just comes flying out of the gates. You got your feet wet last year. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I am just expecting the world of, of Alex Newhook this year. Maybe that's unfair to him, but you know, now, now is the time. Like the, the abs need you, man. And maybe that's a lot of pressure on a young kid's shoulders, but, uh, and I'm not trying to give him the Kale McCarr treatment and that's unfair to anybody that's now with the Colorado avalanche of, of coming in and, um, well, you got to do what Kale McCarr did. But no, that's yeah. not going to happen. But new has got some freaking talent. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I really am expecting a lot from him this year. And I think he's a guy that, uh, needs to step up for all those depth reasons, and I think he absolutely can. Yeah, and so. it's it's funny your your third member of your list is actually number one on mine, and it's Alex Newhook. Mm. Um, yeah, he has all the talent in the world. I know everybody remembered him being in college and him just every night scoring one or two goals, and everybody the anticipation of him joining the roster was a big deal. And when he got to Loveland. Um, everything was going great there and everybody's ready. And when he mm-hmm. made his roster debut, he kind of got lost in the shuffle. And right. with New Hook's talent, he has all the talent in the world and he has the team around him where he doesn't have to be that guy. As yeah. long as New Hook just does what he's supposed to do, he's going to flourish. Yeah. But he just needs to get in there, get comfortable. And this is his year to absolutely take the league by storm. I agree. And and that and to, to say that for a young guy might like I said, might be a little bit unfair, but um he he's capable and when you're playing on a good team, that helps. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have that that top line that everybody's gonna be focused on. So you can slide in there and on that second line with someone like Kadri and Burkowski and benefit from what those guys can do. So yeah, I think uh maybe a little bit more pressure on him. Because when he when he his first game was right on that second line, they didn't hold back. So uh, wh- who's to think that he can't start there when when the season starts for a full season? So I'm I'm excited for him. So yeah. Uh, sorry. So we both agree on New Hook. Who else you got? Number two on my list. Um, for anybody who's listened to anything I've said on this show, you know that my middle name should be Kadri. Um, number two on my list is none other than the one Nas. Nazem Kadri. Um, okay. It was just maybe a year ago in the bubble. He was the hero in the play-in round. Um, yeah. That 
0.1 second goal against St. Louis, and he was a playoff hero. He was doing great. Fast forward to the next playoffs, and he's the villain, um, getting suspended and reverting back to what we tried to avoid. Um, we knew it was in his wheelhouse, and now he's suspended, and a vital key to that Vegas series would have right. been Nas. Um, this is his year to prove that he's not that guy. He's the the miracle man from the playoffs and not what we became accustomed to in Toronto. Yeah, I agree. He's got a lot of uh, of making up to do. He's got a lot of work to do. To, to there, There's some angry, angry Avalanche fans at him right now. Um, and, you know, I think he, he needs to to make do with them and to kiss and make up and it's not just, you know, it's going to be come playoff time. You know what I mean? There's going to be a year long, uh, make it right tour for Nazem Kadri. And I think he can do it. I think, uh, you know, he's been great for this team. Let's not kid ourselves. He's been great for this team. So, but you're right. I think somebody needs to, to step it up, make amends, play your game. But, um, the the real questions are going to be soon as playoff game number one starts, all eyes are going to be on him for the duration of the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. So uh, before you get to number one, I want to get to some ads. I'm going to make people wait and uh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, who's it going to be? But first I want to get to uh, betonline.ag. And like we said, football season is here. So uh, you can get in on the action with Bet Online at your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, which are open now at Bet Online. Uh, you can head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up. And when you do, you will receive a 100% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKED on it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football basketball boxing obviously hockey right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season to bet online your online sports book experts also brought to you by direct tv stream get your tv together with direct tv stream and i want to tell you about a simple way to get all of the entertainment that you love without the hassle DirecTV Stream brings your TV, your live TV, and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part is there's no annual contract, so stop waiting. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. And you can learn more right now over at DirecTV.com. Once again, the website is DirecTV.com, and find out about DirecTV Stream. All right. Uh, so you have Newark Kadri and drumroll, please. Number one on your list for the player who needs to step it up this year. This would be a man. Um, if you need to look him up on a uh, hockey DB, his name is Gabriel Landeskog. <laughs> Who's he? Is he, he's new to the team, right? No, he's been, yeah, he's um, been around and yeah. He, and again, I just want to preface this like we are not saying these are guys that had poor seasons. Like in no. any year, there's going to be guys that need to. There could be some people out there saying Nathan McKinnon needs to step it up a little bit more. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not saying he's that bad. It's just saying like we've been eliminated in the second round, however many years. Our big guys need to step it up a little bit more. And that's 
I'm guessing this is kind of where you're going with, with Gabe Landis guy. Yeah. I'm not saying like when we say step it up, we're not talking in the context, like you had a bad year, redeem yourself. Right. Gabe in the off season, we had that whole anxiety riddled off season. Is he actually going to the Kraken? Is he going to stay with us? Well, of course he stayed with us. I mean, if you watched uh, ESPN's quest for the cup, like it starts right out with a story about Gabe Landeskog and his family and how he feels about Colorado and it was a wonderful piece, but then you felt like we were about to lose him. We have him. We signed him to the deal. Everything's great. I'm saying Gabe needs to step up because the second he takes his foot off the gas, relaxes just a little bit, then everybody's going to start barking about your contract and start talking about, did he actually want to leave? Does he actually even want to be here? I'm mm-hmm. not saying he needs to step up in a production level. He needs to show how much he loves Colorado and (laughs) keep those fans on his side because it was very tense. Um, It was very tense for a while. And a lot of people were coming to grips with, we might actually lose our captain. And the second that his production drops off, everybody's just going to say, well, he got paid and that's all he wanted. He Mm. doesn't have to try. He's not going, not going to go anywhere for a while. So he doesn't have to try. So just to skirt that narrative, Gabe's going to have to play out of his mind this year. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there were so many Avalanche fans that were coming to terms with Gabe Landeskog moving on. Uh, I think a lot of fans were just, they, they came around to that realization. I, I wasn't fully there. I, I, I never got to that. I was starting to come more towards the 50 50. Like he could go, he could stay. But there were some people that were like pinned in the red. It's like he's gone. Like, no, like that's not how this stuff works. He, he might, I fully expected him to go test the market. Yep. And then maybe circle back uh, when when the reports of what he wanted to make, he wasn't going to get that anywhere. You know what I mean? So I think once a lot of teams were t- and maybe his agent told him, you know, that that, you're, you, you know, we're, we're fighting a losing battle here. So we can still go test the market or you can just stay where you're at. I, and maybe we're wrong on that whole thing. I don't know. Yep. You know, sometimes yep. the media gets it totally wrong. But um, in the end, you know, he was nowhere near that nine to ten million dollar mark he was happy with seven million for eight years i think he wanted the term more than anything and to get as much money as possible okay now you got both of those things you know you got a little bit increase but a million and a half increase per year eight years um you know it's one of just those things where it's like okay uh you've earned that contract uh now you need to keep earning it now it's not like you said now you don't take the foot off the gas i don't think gabe landscog is built that way Uh, you know usually year one after uh, a contract like that is signed those guys have great seasons because you know they, they don't have to worry about anything for a little while and i think that's where he is right now so but i i agree with you in the terms of how we're phrasing this of yeah he's a guy getting out of the second round has been a problem for the avalanche. Who's the one guy on the team that will say that falls on me to get us past that. Uh, the guy wearing the C on his sweater. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, he's the one, you know, and we can say Nathan McKinnon is, is the superstar in the league. Um, and uh, you know, it's up to him really to, to put together g- games where he's unstoppable in the playoffs. All that is true. There's so much true about what this team needs to do to get past the second round. Uh, but it all comes back to the captain. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I, I think it's a, a, a good, I get where you're going with that. So um, I agree. 
I agree. So, and 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 I fully expect him to have an amazing season. I really I hope, do. I really do. I hope so because it was the thing in the off season. Those uh, who's the first person you think of when you see this logo, and they put up the Avalanche logo, especially for fans of the last maybe ten years. Gabe Landeskog is synonymous with that Avalanche logo, and he talked about contract talks were tabled during the season because he wants to focus on the season, and it was just uh, he. I mean, he's. He's the captain. You just yep. thought that would be wrapped up quick, and you didn't think it would go to these crazy numbers being thrown around and people thinking we might lose him. So yeah, he needs to regain the trust of the fans just a little bit. But Gabe is Gabe. He's wonderful. We love him. I just don't want him to get comfortable and gotcha. relax for a little bit. Just step it up, right. bud. <laughs> uh, let, it, let us know what you think. You agree, disagree? Shoot me an email, lockedonavalanche at gmail.com. Um, all right. So, yeah, football's going on. Whatever. Uh, what's the score? Uh, have you even checked the score yet? I, I can check uh, the score. Right now. I, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't really. I know Tom Brady was doing all right earlier. Was he? he? Was doing all right. As we are recording this, it is halftime, 21 yep. 16. All right. So, you know, I, and, and, the reason I kind of wanted to bring this up was just like, I guess it's the jealousy factor. You know, yeah. it's, it's real. It, it, you know, the, the, the hoopla around, you know, one game, the opening game for the NFL, um, it, it, they know what they're doing. They know how to market it. it it's, it's a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> the NHL, kind of you know struggle like it, do they have these opening days where everybody's like tuning in um maybe but you know you may maybe have those fan bases that are basically tuning in and you'll have some people who are you know maybe a little bit excited about the start of a new hockey season but they tail off after a little while yeah it's tough it's tough watching a sport that uh plays 82 games or 162 games compared to a sport that plays once a week and now has 17 games. Um, the NHL will not get to the level of the, the NFL. I'm not suggesting that, but if don't, I just get the feeling that if the NBA could improve as much as they've improved, because the NBA was struggling for a little while yeah. um, and they have completely turned it around and man, these contracts that they're handing out in the NBA are mind blowing what's wrong with the the NHL that they can't get to they can't make this thing improve at a faster rate is it the TV deal will we start seeing it a little bit more because they're now with ESPN and TNT like what is it cuz this right around this time of year like i get i get annoyed for a couple weeks cuz the NFL just takes over everything and i get it but it makes me mad because i feel that you know, what we follow is the best sport on the planet. And it it annoys me that not enough people come around to it on a yearly basis. And the NFL's figured it out. They made a special game set apart from opening weekend to have their pomp and circumstance around the opening of their season. You mentioned the NBA. Their season starts, but nobody cares until Christmas. Because the NBA figured out, put a game on Christmas when families are over, they turn the TV on while opening gifts. Everybody watches the NBA, and now it's that thing you do. You just it's turn true. on the NBA games, and that's the unofficial start of the NBA season. 
right. it's like maybe three or four weeks after the season starts but that's your your first real investment with the nba season the nhl their problem is they don't have that marquee matchup like the nfl does they don't have their set holiday other than the winter classic on new year's but mm-hmm. like i honestly think um, the NHL with their their kind of shotgun blast face off weekend where everybody's playing a game and the only thing different is there's an extra logo on the ice that says face off 2021 <laughs> right yeah like there's no pomp, yeah. pomp and circumstance there's no magic around it and yeah. there's an easy solution for the NHL to fix this it's just getting Gary Bettman to do it <laughs> uh, I like your what you say about the Christmas stuff. Um, you know, wh- why not? Cause the NHL takes it off. They mm-hmm. take the day and I think they even take Christmas Eve off too. Um, uh, I think, I think they might, but why not just throw one game on play one game, you know? And now the, the NBA has like four games on mm-hmm. it, It's like a quadruple header from, from noon to midnight. Yep. Um, I'm not saying do that, but you got to start somewhere and you have to put these games on when you know, families are, camped around the television so yeah you're not going to compete with the nba right now and uh you know the nba is carried by espn those games are going to be on abc mm-hmm. so what's going on on espn while those put it on espn you know just throw one game on it. yeah you're gonna be going up against the nba but so like you got to do something maybe it's be, if, if those two games find the weakest matchup and that's difficult to do because the NBA does put pretty strong matchups on uh, Christmas. But a lot of times they were putting the Knicks on for Christmas <laughs> and they still do that. Uh, the Knicks are improving. So maybe like five years ago when they had the Knicks on, put a game on when the Knicks are playing. Yep. And then maybe people will turn it off and say, oh, there's a hockey game on. We'll just throw something else on and put your two best teams on it. I know that's tough to do with scheduling because you don't know how the season's going to play out, but whatever. But you got to start doing stuff like that. You got to start taking advantage of when families are rallying around. You're you're absolutely right with that. I agree with it. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a tough nut to crack, and people are set in their ways right now. But man, like it just, I could see if 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 we had a, a sport that was that was so niche, and you really had to completely understand the ins and outs of the game to really watch it. Like to me, like uh, like rugby. I, I yeah. like watching rugby, but I don't get the point system. I'm sure I could go look it up, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but people can turn on a hockey game and know that there's two teams going up and down the ice and they have to score into a net. Yeah, that's the you know, that's the brass tacks of it. And I think enough people can really turn on a hockey game and understand what's going on. It's not this big learning curve, which if you watch any sport enough times, you're going to just learn it and it, it naturally. Uh and I just feel like the, the NHL struggles to do that, and they're going to continue to struggle to do that for a little while. And honestly, when the Winter Classic is played on New Year's, that's when I hear a lot from my family because they know I'm the hockey guy. And right. Like, I'll get – they'll text me pictures. Like, they're sitting around the house doing nothing on New Year's Day, and they just scroll across the Winter Classic, and they take a picture and like, hey, a hockey game's on. I was like, yeah, it's been on for a while. Thanks for joining. But <laughs> it's like right. – Taking advantage of a holiday helps um, because people just kind of browse through the channels and they find it. Um, I honestly think the way the NHL can fix this right now, move that winter classic, make that the first game of the year. Take your Stanley Mm. Cup champion 
and put them up against uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have their Amazon Prime series coming out. Put Tampa Bay versus Toronto, winter classic. Roll out the red carpet. Um, yeah. These are your Stanley Cup champions. This is outside at night. Have all that pageantry that we had against Vegas out at Tahoe. Like, make that the first game of the season. Put that on ABC. Yeah. I, that would do gangbusters. Uh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and, but still have the Winter Classic game. Yeah. I, I mean, we have that. Yeah. We have Stadium Series and Heritage Classic. Like, we, we can move stuff around. Like, that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. We have our right. outdoor series on lock. Just move that right. Winter Classic, the Winter Classic to the first game of the season and then put your stadium series or heritage classic on new year's and have multiple games instead of just the one. That's a good idea. It's not bad. Yeah. You got to try, you got to try things, Yeah, you know, and, and, and I talked about this with Boutergrass, like, you know, the, the NFL is very good at marketing their individual players. Uh, and, and hockey players are, are they're, they're tough to relate to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're very mellow, you know, they're, when you're doing interviews with them, you know, they kind of have canned answers. You really don't get like locker room uh, quotes from these guys off. Not all of them. You do occasionally, but, you know, they're not the best interviewers. You know what no. I mean? They're, they're focused on their craft um, where guys like in the NFL, like they no, they need to understand, like they're going to be expected to put themselves out there more uh, and that it's maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable for NHL players to do that. I don't know, but, but you know, you need those kids to, to see the superstars doing things out on social media more than like, I mean, we follow most of the, how many times does an avalanche player tweet during the day? Oh, no, hardly no. ever. Yeah. They don't do anything like that. And I even, and I'm not saying like it's the off season, it's their off season, but even during the season, they're not doing much. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't interact all that much with, with like fans on a social media level. So, and you know, we complained about Austin Matthews being on the cover of NHL 22 again. And yeah. I'm telling you, the only reason people are fans of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner is because they are the only real NHL superstars that are embracing that aspect of things. And mm -hmm. people gravitate to that because they feel a little bit more real. It's not so much the talent level. It's because they feel more human because they are tweeting and they're on Instagram. Yeah. They feel more relatable where good luck finding anything that doesn't feel like a canned pre-made post from like Gabe and his family. Yeah. So like there's nothing <laughs> when it comes to the avalanche on social media. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and the Av the Avalanche official page is great. Like they're mm -hmm. they're tweeting all the time and they're engaging and they're funny. Uh but like the individual players just don't do anything all that much. And even like the draft. What the NFL has done with the draft is is incredible. Yeah. And I I I love the the NHL draft. I love it. But um I don't like the setup. I've never liked the the uh, you know, when they make the announcement, the kid comes from like the side of the stands, yeah. hugs his family and weaves his way through to the front. Get him in the back. You know what I yeah. mean? Put put him in the back. Have a, a grand entrance for them to come out to. Because uh, I love putting on the sweater with the, the head coach there, the president's there, the gym. All that is great. But I don't know. There's just something, the, the, the optics of it, of them just making their way 
down like the high school step bleachers. I, it's just always like rubbed me the wrong way. I, I, it it, just they need to make it more of a spectacle. Than it feels it like they got selected on the prices right instead of the NHL draft. Exactly. So, just those little things that are appealing to the eye. And when someone is just flipping through the channels and they see that, um, it, I'm not saying you can't. I mean, what the what the NFL spends on their draft is unmatched, and you know the, the yeah. NHL doesn't have pockets like the NFL does. But spruce it up a little bit, you know, like not that hard. No, no, have, just have some flashing lights and blinking lights and everything. I don't know. I don't know. They they, they got a long way to go, um, but. The, I've always said, like the bottom, you just got to get people to watch for you know uh, a handful of games, and they'll be hooked. And and people, I'm like you, and where I work and stuff like that, that known as like the hockey guy, and like just watch the games. Yeah. Stop with this. Stop with this. Uh, you know, hockey's good in person mantra. That's garbage. And garbage. Like it with that Winter Classic to start the season. Like, how hard is it? Like to because we've been watching this Tampa Bay Dallas stuff for the last three weeks. Like, it's the NFL yeah. music, the dt dt dt, and then Tampa Bay Dallas three <laughs> weeks kickoff. Like, how hard is it to have like Winter Classic, like an outdoor shot, like we got at Lake Tahoe. Like, mm. you get like the Stanley Cup champion, like for three weeks you get to see that and you're like you know what that does look interesting they're playing outdoors i haven't really watched a hockey game in a while but like they're kicking off the season like this this will be cool awesome. like, right like how hard is that yeah. to market like it's it's basically doing the job for you all you have to do is just move a game from here to here and then create some buzz like we got espn on board now do the uh nhl and espn theme outdoor shot here goes Stamkos holding the cup, right. like done. Yeah, yeah, they got they got to, and it runs rub some people the wrong way, you know. But they they have to make a, a spectacle out of out of some things. Not every single game of the week, you know. Yeah. But like you're saying, pick and choose these times where you know that you'll have more eyes than normal, and make it make it just just go crazy with it. Um, and doing stuff like that, I think, is is a, is a pretty good idea. May, may, yeah, have one game to kick off the the NHL season. Yep, like that's not that difficult to do. <laughs> that's you know, and ha- you got to have it be the Stanley Cup champion. You know what I mean? Have them go up against their rival or something like that. But um, you got to do do more things like that. So yep. I don't know. We shall see. All right, uh, let me get to. And we got Rock Auto and Bill Bar, and then we'll have to quickly go over some uh, possible Jersey stuff. So uh, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices at Rock Auto are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. 
also brought to you by Built Bar. And did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? They are the best tasting protein bar on the market. And you can choose your favorite flavor between flavors such as raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate. I even had somebody on Twitter today tell me, I think you saw this guy, all right? Uh, their yeah. favorite, I think it was coconut and cherry barcia was yeah. their favorite. Totally fine with that. Uh, they're good. Like, I'm not a toffee fan, but every once in a while they have a toffee one and it's, it's delicious. Are there you, are no wrong choices with Built Bar. Absolutely not. Are you a toffee guy? In the fall. Oh, seasonal. You're a seasonal toffee guy. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, so if you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of nine flavors. And not only are they delicious and best tasting, but they are healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Four or five grams of sugar. Four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15. You get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so rumor time. Uh, we'll just talk about this briefly. We won't spend too much time on it, but uh, there there was a image posted, very fuzzy. Uh, you know, we, we live in the digital world and, you know, it, it, it was not the most clear image of a very close up of a potential avalanche Jersey. And it was kind of like the corner of what would be like the Quebec Nordiques, like Florida Lee, but the colors were like inverted from the, the uh, reverse retro. So the Florida Lee was white and the Jersey part was the maroon. Um, and this was put up by, uh, I think it was Abs Insider, who is, you know, he's pretty reputable. A lot of the stuff yep. he posts is legit, but he didn't really say where it came from. Um, we'll get more, I'm sure. I don't know where he got it from. And, you know, I, I didn't I didn't message him. I talked to him every once in a while, but I, I didn't message him because I'm, I'm not going to press for it. But I guess, you know. I'm not going to ask, like, is there another jersey on the horizon for the Avs? If there is, there is. Uh, number one, do they need one for a third or a fourth jersey? Um, and if they – are you okay with it because it could be this? When I saw that that little teaser picture, what – the color maroon reminded me of that 2006, 2007 uh, Colorado Rangers across the chest. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That maroon we went for. That guy, um, I kind of w- without the bottom, yeah, part, the, yeah. yeah right. Okay, I, I, it reminded me of that jersey style. So if they're doing like the Florida Lee reverse retro with that maroon style of our old alternate, and maybe have that Colorado Rockies patch on the shoulder, and incorporate all the alternates in one jersey, <laughs> and we get rid of the Rockies throwback as our third, I yeah. say go for it, but. If this is now our fourth jersey, I guess that works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like that the Avalanche haven't touched like the main jersey. You know what I mean? You still have the A with the hockey puck swirling around it. Like the things have changed, like the piping and all that stuff has changed. That's fine. Um, and I, I don't think we're going to get a, a massive overhaul, something like the Denver Broncos did in the late nineties when they, yeah. you know. 
I don't think we're going to get that. I think the Avalanche want to keep that uh, consistent. But I think they like playing around with these, you know, extras and, you know, the the third jersey and fourth jersey. So um, I thought I had heard where the reverse retros were going to stay for this year because last season was was a 56-game season. And I just feel like I haven't heard anything about that recently. I don't know if there is any truth to that or maybe this is it. Maybe this is you're getting reverse retros, but uh, they're inverted retros. Like, you know, now now we were one of the few teams that had white reverse retros. A lot of the other teams had, had darks. So maybe if, the teams are doing that. We're getting just a reverse retro version two for this season. If you reverse the reverse retro, do you not just have a retro jersey? You Yes, that is so true. Yeah, that's a double negative. Yeah, you, you'd have, yeah. <laughs> You just have a straight up retro jersey. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not against it. I'm always up for for a new new jersey. Um, I think the Avalanche saw the impact that incorporating the the Nordiques had. Um, so, but I don't also don't want them to to beat that horse. You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. And just keep doing it. It's cool. Like you throw it out there. It's you, you, you throw it out there for a little bit, and then you pull it away. Uh, I don't want it to flood the market year after year, but uh, I think it would be cool to to have the the opposite colors. So now we have two years in a row where we have the white and then flip it around. And now we have a dark and then put it in the, uh, you know, put it in the closet for a little while after. Put that. it in the Disney vault. <laughs> yes. Put it in the vaults. Which, remember that? Wow. That doesn't oh. exist. Anymore. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if more comes out of this. And it, I mean, it's got to happen quickly. Yep. Season's right around the corner, so um, I just get a little. I was a little, you know, I, I guess it was a little hazy because the pitcher was so hazy. It's like True. it's not. It wasn't like the the Montreal or not Montreal, the uh, Minnesota Wild. They were doing that yeah. leading up to the outdoor game. They were putting close up pictures of the jersey, and then it was oh, here's the whole thing. Um, but I'm not seeing. I don't know where he got that from. I don't see it anywhere else in you know 4K. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Oh man, I don't imagine this would be a Colorado Eagles jersey either. So I don't know what this could be alluding to. So yeah, no, I don't know. We'll see. So uh, if we do have another one, we'll be talking about it next week or whenever it does come out. So, all right, man. Uh, as always, appreciate you coming on for the Friday episode. Um, let the people who are not watching on YouTube who can see your Twitter handle, the people who are listening old school style let them know where they can follow you um you can find me my personal twitter is at shaggy von doom um everywhere you look um you can also find me hosting here in puckberg over on the belly up sports podcast network got a conversation with a guy named adrian dater coming out saturday Hmm. so make sure you're subscribed and check that out fascinating conversation Hmm. fascinating is not the only f word that's uh, thrown around with a with Adrian, that's going to follow him around forever, and I think he's he does, okay with it. He's coming to do, terms with it. We do dive into that topic exclusively. So, if yeah. you'd like to hear his point of view on how everything went down with Nathan McKinnon, tune in to here in Puckberg yeah. on Saturday. All right, uh, you can have your thoughts on Dater, but um, you know, every, everybody screws up in life and does something that they regret. So uh, I don't hold that against him. It was it was an in the moment thing. 
And uh, yeah, we've all done something where you think back on it and it just gives you the chills. Like, oh, why the hell did I do that? And yeah, this, you, is this is his. Yeah, so he, he's owning it. So listen to the conversation. You might soften your stance a little bit, especially hearing his side of things. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I could see that. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, yeah, we will uh, wraps up a week of shows. So we'll be back next week. And I think next week, let me look at my calendar here. Next week is the last week where we're doing three shows. And then the week of the 20th, I think we're going back to uh, five days. So get prepped for the, uh, the, the regular season. And I believe we're going to continue the division crossovers. I think on Monday I'm recording with uh, Locked on Blackhawks. So that should be out on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. So, uh, but that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, whether it's uh, in the radio, on the radio in your car or on your phone through YouTube or on your computer. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you very much. It's always appreciated. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. All right. Here's Jody. Go, Abs, go!